0: Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need, both in business and building the life you deserve. Welcome to episode number 101 of the Cultivating Business Growth podcast brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer. And today we are talking about the latest investing trends. There has been a lot of volatility in our market today, as you all know. So we're talking about inflation and some mistakes that you can avoid as well with investments. So we're bringing a special guest on with a background in this to help us tackle this complicated topic, but before I introduce them and to help me welcome that special guest, I'm going to introduce Katina Peters, our VCFO, CPA, and partner here at PJS and Co-CPAs.
1: Yes, hello everyone again, glad to be here, looking forward, it's always fun to have guests on and um, just learn more information from their brains as well, so glad to have our guests today.
0: Yes. We're very excited to welcome a certified financial planner professional with an MS in financial planning from Golden Gate University. As a fiduciary and fee-only advisor, he specializes in working with attorneys, law firm owners, and couples near retirement, providing comprehensive financial planning and active investment management. He is the author of The Lawyer Millionaire, now available for pre-order through the American Bar Association, we are so excited to welcome Darren Wirtz.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Megan and Katina. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thanks for joining us. We're so excited that you are, have the time and made the time to to come talk investments with us today.
2: Absolutely. That's and, and what you said is interesting. Um, a lot of volatility, I think, understates it. This is the the worst six months. Six-month start to a year since 1970. So, <laughs> ouch. Yeah, it's quite I did interesting. Not
0: know that, <laughs> but yeah, it feel- <laughs> we're feeling it. That's for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> definitely. So, I guess before we get into that complicated, I'm I'm just gonna call it a hot mess. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the volatility mm-hmm. of the market. Um, let's just start with some more basic questions about investment, like from, you know, even before. volatility of the market that this all has brought investments can be confusing for somebody just getting starting out right so what if someone has you know twenty thousand dollars that they want to throw into something and you know you're looking at all kinds of articles on the internet are overwhelming oh real estate you should throw it into stocks what are bonds you know how does somebody even start to tackle what they're supposed to do with that money
2: yes great question there is a lot of confusing information, um, but there's a there's a lot that we need to understand. You know, if you are looking to get started with with investing, the really the biggest question you need to ask before you even contemplate that is what's your time frame? Because that's really what it's all about. Um, if you are you know young in your 20s or 30s and you've got you know you're not planning to touch the money anytime soon, retirement is you know 40, 30, 40 years away. You don't need to worry necessarily about risk. Um you know, and risk is really related to your time frame. Okay. Because you do have these ups and downs in the market, you know, right now <laughs> the S&P is down 20%, you know, from its peak. Nasdaq's down 30, you know. And that's frightening, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. It's going to come back. <laughs> and that's the thing you got to remember. So and, and really, it's just a question of how long that takes. You know, two thousand eight was it was a terrible experience. The, the S and P five hundred went down fifty percent, uh, but it did come back. It took three or four years for it to come back, but it did. So, if you're one of those people who three or four years, yeah, I can wait. You know, for the market to come back, I don't need the money um, for decades, then you don't need to worry about risk. You need to just be concerned about getting invested. <laughs> That's really okay. the thing. Um, and you look at a long-term chart of the market. You know, When you zoom way out and you look at a long-term chart of the market, you see this line that goes up over time. And the ups and downs tend to fade away into the background as you as you zoom further out. So you don't need to necessarily be so concerned. Now, if you're closer to retirement, let's say five to 10 years away from retirement, then maybe you need to be a little bit more concerned about where you're starting. But, you know, there, there's a there's a phrase that I often say that, you know, a friend of mine often says when it comes to um to exercise, okay. So I'm 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 going to make an analogy here to exercising <laughs> and lifting weights. That's I don't know if anyone you know, around
1: here too. We use we use yeah. exercise oh. a lot. Okay, <laughs> they got it figured out on that side. There's so <laughs> a lot very of it.
2: cool. Yeah, you go to a gym, you know, and you're going to see some people doing some crazy things. I I go to the gym. I see people doing these weird new things that they've learned. And you're, you're scratching your head and you're looking at them like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they saw it on TikTok or something.
2: <laughs> right. Here's the thing. The basics have always worked. And the same thing applies to investments. The basics have always worked. And so don't be concerned about getting super complicated. Um, and a lot of people don't know this. You know, just start with the basics. Start with the S&P 500. You know, uh, don't worry about Do I need to have tech? Do I need to have this stock or that stock Buy the whole market? When you buy the S&P 500, an S&P 500 fund, you're buying the whole market. We call that diversification. And that's really critical because if one company in your portfolio goes under, well, you've got 499 other ones. It's not going to make a dent overall. And really, when you're buying the S&P 500, rather than betting on individual companies, you're betting on the economy as a whole, that the economy as a whole is going to advance and grow over time. And we're reasonably sure that that's going to be the case, you know, unless we have a zombie apocalypse or something. So, you know, uh, that's really where you want to start. If you're starting with 20,000, you've got a long, long time to invest, plop it all in the S&P 500. You know, that's what I would do. If you're closer to retirement, maybe you need to put some bonds, maybe you need to put some, a little bit of cash in there or something to give it some buffer. Uh, But that's, that's really the basics. Yeah.
0: Okay. I think that's important too, because we're seeing a lot of viral videos going around that it's all about panic and it's like anxiety inducing about the economy and what's happening. And that long-term view is important to keep In mind, because yes, we have a lot of things going on right now. Yes, it can be scary in the short term, but if you look at the trends and what has happened historically, it's it kind of eases that anxiety and kind of step away from the viral videos that are saying the economy is going to just stop. You know, like
1: (laughs) it's easy to just
0: kind of get oh my gosh, like I'm not putting my money anywhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which I mean, that happens at every decade, right? Like there's something that happens that the world is going to end, you know, the Mayan calendar, there's all kinds of things (laughs)
2: that we've seen. The world is, Um, the world is always ending. Yeah, Yeah. there's
0: something, (laughs) there's some impending doom that we have, but to kind of step back and logically look at what's, what's actually happening, where can I put my money? And does this make sense? That, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I like I wanna just draw a correlation too, because I think this is um
1: you know so interesting how much you see this through life. But like Megan said in the long game, I mean we talk a lot on the accounting side playing the long game, taking the strategic approach, you know, not not just always being reactive to everything that's going on, because I think that can be dangerous in lots of parts of life. I mean, we've been talking like investing, if you're just reacting and not having that long term strategy, you're probably not going to do as well, um, generally uh, over the long haul. So same thing with business, you have to have that strategy in place, you have to be able to adjust as you go, but you have to kind of look at it from that big overall picture.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, that may sound, um, boring, like boring advice, (laughs) but sometimes the best portfolio is the boring one, you know? Um, now are there some things you can do to be proactive, to maybe shift this way or that way a little bit? Yes, but that's something that you want a professional to help you with. Uh, you want, an outside third party to help you with that, because that can be dangerous. (laughs) Uh, As quickly as the market goes down, it can come back. Do we, do we remember 2020, the big crash we had in March? Um, It was like two months, the market went down 20%. And then it came back within a couple of months. It just roared back to life. So, you know, using a professional advisor, a professional advisor may Their job really is is to help you try to do a little bit better. Maybe we do um, proactively reduce risk when we see certain warning signs or lean in a little bit more to a bull market when the trend is strong. But doing that on your own can be very difficult and can be very dangerous because when the market is so volatile, if you make a mistake, um, you can really put yourself back behind. And, and that's really the dangerous thing because you know the, the, the best days of the market tend to coincide with the worst days of the market. <laughs> so you get a yeah. big down flush and you get out and then the market pops back up and all of a sudden you've missed this big thing. And that can be very hard to make up for later on.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, as we know, you know, a lot of things in life are, you know, just as human beings emotionally based, right? So I think, um, and then when it comes to money and retirement and concern, um, you know, I think people can react too emotionally and not having an advisor to kind of help them navigate that. And, and when they're worried, you know, someone to go to, to say, Hey, this is really concerning me. You know, what's your thoughts and and walk through it with you without just making a rash decision, like you said, and, and, you know, losing out on a lot of money because they pulled out at the wrong time or what have you.
2: Absolutely.
0: So Speaking of today's market, what are some of the popular trends that you're seeing in investments in today's climate?
2: Well, that's a very uh interesting question because that's changing it seems uh rapidly maybe I don't know I you know yeah. some of the things that we saw <clears throat> that were really, really popular have just fallen off the page, and this just goes to show why it's important to try to avoid some of the fads and really focus on the fundamental principles that work, the things that we know work. Great example would be tech and not necessarily, you know, the big tech things that we think of like Google and Facebook, but some of the the smaller, the darlings of the pandemic, right? <laughs> um, Peloton would be a great example. Mm. Um, it, it went through the moon. You know, it was a, it was a very trendy stock. It, yep. it, had this exponential growth. And then over the last couple of years, it has just fallen off the face of the earth. I think it's down like 90 some percent from its peak. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. And that's not the only one. There are ton- lots of other companies like that have had the exact same um, experience. So now they may come back and come back in a big way. Yes, that's true. But stocks, individual stocks can be very much more difficult to, to predict, um, or you know, they can be much less reliable in terms of performance, because there's a lot of variables. So fads come and go, and that's a thing you have to realize. Um, another one you know that's been over the last maybe six months to a year has been energy. Energy's been you know people have been focused on things related to the inflation story. so Uh, Energy stocks, which were long neglected, but are maybe now coming back to life because oil prices are coming back to life, you know, so that's, that's kind of a trendy thing. But over the last few weeks, energy has kind of really fallen off the page as oil prices have started to moderate a little bit. So that's the thing with, with um, trends and fads is they, they exist for a while and they can be great. But at a certain point, those fads tend to die out. And so that's what you have to be careful of. Um, and then, of course, you know, crypto has been a huge, a huge fad. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not an expert on on the whole thing. I'm not here to say that you should avoid it or that you should embrace it necessarily. But it's new and it's different. So understand that. And Whereas the stock market has been around for hundreds of years, you know, (laughs) there's a bit more history there. Um, You know, I am always okay with people speculating in their investment portfolios to a small degree, but you don't want to speculate with the whole thing. Um, Speculation is okay, maybe five to 10% of your overall portfolio, but you have to be willing to lose that completely. You know, that's the thing you got to think about. So
1: yeah, so, you know.
2: (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hey.
1: Just assume you're not gonna make any money and you're gonna lose it all. And hopefully that's not the case, but you need to that that needs to be the portion that you're okay with, right?
2: Absolutely. And and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. But again, you don't want to do that with the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, tech has been and, and and I don't think the tech trend is over necessarily. Um, but it's certainly undergoing some pain at the moment. So those are some of the things that I'm seeing.
0: Yeah. crypto's interesting, especially, I mean, my brother, he has a background in coding and all of his friends are in tech. And there's so many of his friends that just dump all of their investment money into, one of them dumped it all into Dogecoin, you know, that
2: <laughs> oh yeah the dog
0: and i'm just like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean they're young so i guess they're the, like you were saying the risk but still right, it's just right. it's it's interesting to watch the trends of where people think they're gonna make the the next million dollars that they're gonna you know see
2: right right and, and I, you know, um, another thing that I've noticed with the proliferation of things like Robin hood and, and the, mm. the trading accounts, I, I've seen mm-hmm. a lot more interest in options trading and there again, you know, that can be very profitable and it works well, you know, when the market is in this just kind of nice meandering positive trend. But when you have a sudden huge, you know, amount of volatility, you know, the, 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 the market environment can change and something that worked two years ago may not work today. And with an option, when you're when you're trading options, your potential loss is 100%. You buy an option, that option can become worthless. And that's a thing you have to be aware of.
0: Okay. That's good to know too. So as we were talking about before we hit record here, I was... Listening to your latest episode, you have a podcast that you host called The Lawyer Millionaire. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, you need to go check it out because there. this is a great episode about inflation. They talk about and expand on a lot of the topics that we're talking about today on this episode, but it's all about outpacing inflation rates, right? So there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting points that you bring up about, you know, what that means and what, like money in the bank, for example, that was a good example that I was personally Mm -hmm. referencing for my own life. Like, well, we have an emergency fund and we've been just letting it sit in a checking account. Like that's a good thing to think about. Well, oh no, we're losing money just letting that sit there. So can you tell us a little bit about just high level? What are some of the things that we should be thinking about?
2: Yes. uh, Inflation is an interesting thing because it's not something we've really had to think about a lot uh, for many years. And now all of a sudden, everybody's talking about it. Uh, Basically, money is losing value. I mean, that's what inflation is. Uh, The price of everything is going up, including. So the, the price of assets goes up and the value of money goes down. And that's what we have to think about inflation as. And so any kind of cash, any kind of actual physical cash is fundamentally losing value. So that's a big concern for savers. Yeah. You got a bunch of money in a savings account earning, uh, let's be generous and say half a percent, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, um, that's you're basically losing if, if, if inflation is 8% a year, you're losing 7% in real dollars. Um, it would be great if the market was going up right now, right because <laughs> then we could contrast that, but the inflation is compounding those losses because if you have a market that's down twenty percent plus the value of money is down eight percent, right you know those two combine together and make that loss even even more so. But here's the thing, right so we're we're trying to think about how can we outpace inflation and there are certain things people talk about. they talk about gold, they talk about commodities. And, and physical assets, real estate. Uh, now, these do tend to be good hedges on inflation. Um, and, I, and there are things that I recommend people have to a small degree in their overall portfolio. Commodities are something that no one has thought about for many years, <laughs> uh, just because it you know, really hasn't been any money to make in commodities for a long time. But that's the thing, right, yeah. is that if you're not in it, you, you're going to miss out when that asset does make money. Right. The thing with inflation is commodities tend to make money on the front end and, and all the money to be made in commodities may have already been made because that adjustment may have already happened. So getting in now to commodities could could be good if the inflation saga continues. But if inflation is perhaps peaking, you may be getting in too late. You know, so that's the thing is these things need to be a component of your overall strategy in the long term, not something you run to and jump in, you know, uh, at a certain point in time. Now, I know the stock market kind of stinks right now, but ultimately stocks have historically been the best hedge against inflation because we need to not just keep pace with inflation. We need to outpace inflation. And yes, the stock market is down right now, but this actually might be the greatest time to invest that we have had in the last few years because it will rebound and you're gonna get that growth and that growth is gonna be accelerated. So stocks keep pace with inflation because they're part of the economy and they are an asset. So they are increasing in value with inflation, kind of, if if that makes sense. The other thing is companies can raise their prices and so they can adjust to inflation and that's really nice too. Real estate also can, can outpace inflation nicely uh, because as long as the economy is strong, real estate tends to keep pace and, and commercial real estate, you know, uh, they can raise their rents, you know, and the, and the business models can adjust to a, a higher inflation environment as well. So, you know, at the end of the day... yeah. <laughs> You, you circle back around and you're like, well, what should I do about inflation? Well, really the same basic fundamental things that you've been doing, you know, in your investment portfolio.
0: So it comes back to just eat healthy whole foods and exercise regularly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the same thing your doctor has been saying all this time. <laughs>
0: right. But we all want the magic pill so that we can mm-hmm. sit and watch TV and not have to put the work in.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's Yeah. Get rich quick. You know, that's what right. everybody wants, of course.
0: Yep. Yep. But again, the same old stuff that we've been hearing growing up. I mean, if you do that consistently, you're going to be in a better place than somebody who's just jumping on whatever the latest bandwagon is.
2: Right. And it doesn't, you know, it's not sexy. It's not something people like to <laughs> to hear, you know, they want to know there's, uh, I, I've seen these billboards around town, right? Um, make money day trading, sign up for my oh, course, yeah. you know, and all yep. <laughs> I'm like, you know, okay, maybe it works, you know, and maybe you're going to become filthy rich, but you know, there are certain fundamental things that I know will work over time and those are the things we should stick with.
1: Yeah. I think there's always that percentage of people that can make stuff work like that, right? Like um, you know, I kind of it just popped into my mind as you were saying that like there's maybe a lot of people that want to be actors and actresses, but the percentage of people that make it to that is is really <laughs> right. small, right? So it's it's kind of a similar thing like yes, you can go be a day trader and you may be the 1%, I don't know the percentages, I'm just picking a percent, you be the 1% person that makes a lot of money, but the 99% of the people out there, if you're one of those people, you're going to lose a lot of money and, you know, be kind of back where you started again, hopefully not worse off. So I kind of, you know, correlate it that way. It's like, you know, like you said, the tried and true methodologies are what you want to base yeah. your life on in the long-term strategies. And, you know, maybe if you enjoy, like you said, you enjoy the the thrill i guess <laughs> of day trading i haven't done it myself but um you know you take 10% or less of of the money that you know you're you're investing and say okay, i'm going to i'm going to do this and and because i enjoy it i think it's kind of fun and i want to see what i can do and that kind of thing but then you're not betting your whole future right on that
2: yeah that's really really great you know and and that reminds me that um risk management is really critical Uh, That is, you know, in your investment portfolio, you've got to manage risk. If you're being diversified, you know, that's a great way to manage risk. And then as you get closer to retirement, you may need to incorporate some other things to manage that risk. But risk is real. And people forget that. We forget that when the market is just soaring. You know, if you would (laughs) have said to me in December of last year that the market was about to start going down and go down 20 to 30 percent. I would have looked at you crazy, you know, because <laughs> that's the exact time people don't think about that. You know, when the market's going up, everybody's getting bullish, more and more bullish and more and more excited, you know, about all these great opportunities. And we have to always bear in mind that risk is a very real thing. And we have to, you know, always keep that in mind when we're thinking about our investment strategy.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And that- is going to roll into my next question about what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen and what can we pay attention to to avoid making those in investing?
2: Absolutely. Um, I think the first and biggest mistake is not really having a plan at all. You know, you need to understand how you're invested and why you're invested that way. So, for example, you need to think about risk. We were just talking about risk, right? Think about how much the market can go down. You know, there's two components to risk tolerance. There is uh, your risk capacity, which is basically your time frame. And you know, if you've got a long time frame, you can take more risk. If you've got a short time frame, you need to take less risk. But then there's also risk attitude, because. When the market's going high, everybody thinks, you know, that they are really risk tolerant. And then as soon as the market starts going down, they think they want to be less risk tolerant.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
2: Um, My brother has a client who's very young and he's got a long way to invest and he wanted to be very aggressive. But now all of a sudden he's he's panicking. And, And so we have to remind him, think long term, stay focused on the long term. You know, but, but maybe if you really can't handle it psychologically, maybe we should have been a little bit more conservative just slightly in the beginning when, when we're setting things up. So that's what you got to think about. So the market, the S and P 500, you know, you're looking at a worst case scenario historically of maybe a 50% drawdown, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the great depression, <laughs> right. but let's use that as our number, right? So can you psychologically handle your investment portfolio going down by half. So think about that. You know, if you've got a hundred thousand dollars, are you okay seeing that go down to 50? That now gives me
0: sweaty palms just thinking about it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, right? oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Does make
1: it very real to ask it in that way. That's a really good. Like, uh-huh. okay, really yeah. think about this is a hundred, about- the next day it's 50, mm-hmm. like, or whatever, you know, it's like, can you handle it? No. Yeah
2: and, and put dollars on it, right? Real dollars that, that helps make it real. So if you're okay with that, put it all in the market, hundred percent, you know, you can handle it. You can handle that kind of a drop if you can't. So think about Then you need to think about, okay, what can I be okay with? And then adjust the amount that you have in, in stocks based on, on maybe that, um, that calculation, you know? So, that's the first and biggest mistake is really understand what you're invested in, make sure you have the the correct setup for the amount of risk that you can take that you can handle uh, you know, and a lot of times we we don't think about our investments for a long time, you know maybe some people don't really look at it, and actually that's probably the best approach you know for a time like this. <laughs> yeah, but as you get older, you know as you get closer to retirement, you need to start thinking about dialing back the risk level a little bit so you know if you're getting closer you know you need to check in on that portfolio from time to time and maybe start calibrating it a little bit differently so that's that's the thing you need to think about you know i've seen a lot of folks who are getting close to retirement because the market has been so rewarding you know they've come into this year you know heavily invested in stocks And as a result, they're feeling the full brunt of what's happening right now. And that maybe they're kind of rethinking about, okay, can I actually retire? And that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to suddenly start thinking, okay, crap, I'm going to have to uh, work a couple more years or something like that. So yeah, think very carefully about the risk. Uh, The other big thing is we we were talking about it before, deviating from your plan based on emotional things. that is a really big setup for disaster and the reason for that is you know there's been a ton of really interesting psychological studies when it relates to investments we are human beings and money is very emotional and you know study after study after study has shown that we are just not capable of making good decisions when there's a lot of volatility um, I know this about myself. I am a professional, but I cannot, you know, make ad hoc changes. It 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 doesn't work. I'm I'm no good at it. So for me, I have to have a system of rules, and that's how we manage portfolios for our clients. We have a system of mathematical rules that dictates how we manage investments and when we do make changes. That is key. You have to be very disciplined, and you have to remind yourself of you know in these difficult times why you have the strategy you do and why you're going to stick to those rules that's really important so emotions can really mess you up and you've got to one way to to try to avoid this is don't make any decisions during the trading day okay because you can have a lot of volatility in one day we've seen that right we wake up in the morning and oh my goodness the stock market is down three percent you know and then at the end of the day, it's up three percent. Yeah, you know. So just don't do anything during the day. If you're gonna make changes, make those decisions outside of the regular, you know, stock market hours. I think those would be two uh, two big mistakes to to be a, pay attention to. Okay. Oh well, I'll, I'll add one more if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, that would be stopping putting money in your investments at a time like this. I see that a lot. You know, the, Oh my goodness, the market's going down. Okay. I don't want to put any more money into this because I'm not making anything. Right. When the exact opposite is true, you want to keep putting money in. And in fact, you may want to put more money in at a time like this because you're buying at a discount. Stocks are on sale. They're having a stock sale, you know, (laughs) and, You know, keep putting money in. Don't worry about it. You know, this is actually a very good time to invest. And you will see that. You will see that.
0: Yeah. And that's, it's something that I've talked to my friends about. Mind you, we're not financial planners we we're not in this industry but the, it's that's exactly like the emotion right they they were talking about oh I think I'm gonna sell off my stuff I'm like don't do that now don't do that now <laughs> like, even, like, stop stop what you're doing right. so because it is everybody just gets scared right and if you don't have that background or you don't know the the long term it it's just you get scared and oh I'm I'm just gonna back out of this I don't want any part of this anymore. So yeah. it's kind of counterintuitive sometimes to what you, what the natural knee jerk reaction is.
2: Yes, it is, and you know it's funny because this has happened over and over and over again in human history, uh, but every time it happens, it's new and it's scary, right?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: No, but yeah. it's really yeah, not it's like, new, like you're saying. It really yeah. has
1: happened in the past and it came back and it, came back, up and it mm-hmm. came back around and those kinds of things for sure. So, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, it's so it, it's kind of interesting to think about the psychology with the macroeconomic uh, part of it. I mean, in some ways, like pulling the money, you know, out and then that affects the stock market too. And you know, it's like interesting kind of how that all interplays mm-hmm. um, with the economy. Economy as well as just the psychology behind each individual person going through this.
2: Oh yes, and and the the stock market is often ahead of the economy, so you, you might be seeing headlines about us going into recession. The stock market going to start to recover before the economy does, and uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, you know, just because the market the economy goes into recession doesn't mean the market necessarily is going to go lower. In fact, sometimes the opposite is true. So. Yeah, that's a very important distinction there.
0: Yeah. That's good to know. Well, I know I learned a lot during today's discussion, and I'm really excited to put this out for our community. I'm excited for our listeners to hear. And if anybody has more questions, I know we mentioned your book is about to release, and again, it's called The Lawyer Millionaire. That is going on the American Bar Association's website. It is available for pre-order now. So go, go grab your copy. And if anybody wants more information or is looking for help with their investment strategies, where can they find you, Darren?
2: Yeah, just go to thelawyermillionaire.com. That goes right to my website. We've got the page up there with the book. uh, So you can check out the book. Due to supply chain issues, uh, it might be a little while before we can get it in print, but we're working on that. (laughs) Uh, And the podcast is there too, if you want to check that out. And if you are interested in in talking with me about uh, your own personal finances, there's a link there you can set up a meeting with me uh, right there on the website.
0: Perfect. And we always give the opportunity to give one last tip or a summary or what you think is the most important or valuable piece of information you could leave listeners with before we wrap up.
2: Boy, that's a great... <laughs> I think we covered it really, really well. Um, I would just, you know re-emphasize, you know, making sure you have a strategy that you've thought about in terms of the risk and the reward. Don't make emotional decisions and the basics work, you know, uh, th- that's really it, you know? So yeah. Uh, um, I think if people can follow those things, uh, they will be successful and, and you gotta just, uh, stay focused on the, the long-term outcomes and don't allow the short-term ups and downs to let you get off course.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Darren. Thanks for making the time to to join us today. We enjoyed our conversation with you. Thank you. As always, thank you for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com
2: forward slash podcast.